Get ready for the most heartwarming wedding podcast experience you've ever encountered. Picture this, the enchanting world of Scottish weddings come alive right in your ears. We've gathered a star-studded cast of guests to sweep you off your feet. We're talking about dreamy grooms who go above and beyond in their wedding planning escapades, conjuring up the perfect elopements that will make your heart skip a beat. And oh, the bridal designers we'll introduce you to. We're here to hold your hand and keep you on track with your very own wedding checklist. Because lovebirds, timing is everything. Welcome to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. Lights, camera, and wedding magic. I suppose there's been bands over the years that have used the bagpipe solo, a... A different music scenes from from here to the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, I suppose we all kind of aim to do something a little different to each other. At least Saltair Beat really we provide a, a fully live, high energy blast, and this is normally done kind of after the first dances or even the buffet, uh, where we don't have any vocals, so the pipes kind of play the vocal line. So it's like a great big Scottish karaoke. Weddings with your Scottish wedding. Today we have a very special guest, Ian from Piping Services Scotland. And judging by the name, I think you can all guess that this has to do with the piper. So, Ian, why don't you confirm whether my suspicions are correct or not? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. That is a that is what I, I do for a living and yeah, have done for, for many a year. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about the company. Well, Piping Services Scotland was formed, uh, first of all, as a full-time business in 1996 by my my father, Andy Melvin. Wow. Uh, his, his aim at the time was to professionalise bagpiping from being uh, a traditional getting given a, a bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. or just a thank you and a taxi fare. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, the bagpipes are a really difficult instrument to play. How long does it take to learn the instrument? Oh, I say learning varies from person to person and how how you're getting taught. Uh, I the minimum time I'd think to get to a decent stage would be a couple of years if you're if you're quick at learning and you're getting taught one to one. I find that's a that's a a good guide. But then it's a lot slower. I think if you like myself, I, I got taught in groups when I was growing up. Mm. So when you're t- getting taught in groups, you're always going by the the kind of slowest member of the group, I suppose. And not getting as much attention so yeah now piping has an amazing history in scotland but the history i want to know about is you joining the business um and what it was like to work with your father yeah well my father first of all i mean he he pipe majored for over 45 years and led the, the local pipe band williamwood to back-to-back world championships uh, and Notably, next month he has a massive upcoming recognition uh, when he's set to receive a British Empire medal for his services to both 
traditional music and the, the community. Wow, that must be a yeah. massive accomplishment. Well, yeah, and it's, it's 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 amazing actually, really, to see him being being recognised for this. You know, he has he's given. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see the hours, just the amount of hours he's putting <laughs> in to the, to the community and so on over the years, and and obviously kind of making a traditional thing uh, such a you know an important part of the day and make it make professionalising it as as I said, you know, and. Uh, especially for weddings and so on. Mm. It's such a, such a big job. So how did you join the business and what did that look like? Well, myself and one other joined in 2001 to, to make it a partnership with three people. I Personally, I started learning at the age of eight in groups and so on. So it took a wee while to, to get to the decent stage, but by the time I was 15, I was start, starting to teach the, 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 the new starts in our local band. But I joined the company in 2001 while I was still at university. And then the following year, I ended up going full-time. So this is quite good. With the three of us, it combined three different minds and abilities, which has really kind of helped us grow and move forward. Now, I know you've had some pretty amazing achievements in your role, but could you tell us some of the business's achievements first? Yeah, so Piping Services has been very successful from providing a, a full-time job for my dad back in the 90s through to being an award-winning business and providing other partners over the years with, with income and many of our quality performers who freelance for us as well. Uh, the business has provided bagpapers to well over 10,000 events by now, uh, so a staggering amount of experience between us Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Mm, so... We used to actually run a, a an industry burn supper in the Glasgow area, eh, as being established in nineteen ninety six predates all the all the kind of wedding awards and so on that certainly that I know about. But there's at that time there was no industry events at all really. So with the help of one of the wedding magazines, we we managed to communicate to the many businesses and put on put on that eh, burn supper annually, eh, and. I suppose as well, we've managed to weather the trials and tribulations of the, the credit crunch in the noughties and then the massive test that the global pandemic mm. put upon us. It really was a tremendous pressure on us all in the industry, which is where some of the hardest hit people work, you know, from venue staff to bands and so on. We did okay as we were established, but some of the newer startups really, really didn't get anything at all. Mm. So I think it's valuable uh, to look at companies that did kind of weather the storm and get through. Uh, there's always new companies that, that have great ideas that are truly amazing, but uh, the ones that made it through, I, I tip my hat to uh, surviving that pandemic. It's certainly very difficult. Why do you think you guys survived the pandemic? One of the main things really we had behind this was a... We, we had a bit, quite a bit of depth. So as soon as work started coming back in, which tended to be, we we had we had like some funerals and so on, which kind of picked up a wee bit, you know, all the way through, even when weddings weren't happening at all. Uh, the other fortunate thing we have is really a, a very low kind of cost. You know, we we don't have any premises to run and so on because it's purely kind of service stuff that we do. So our, our costs were were very very low. To, to, to kind of keep the company going. And uh, the, the main cost that we did have at the time was was Claire, who provided her admin at the time. She just covered with all the kind of rescheduling and kind of rebooking and getting everyone booked in for the coming out of the pandemic. But yeah, the main thing really is just really keeping the head down and going through it. I, I think uh, 
managed to stay strong through it. And I'm glad you did. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here about to listen to some of your exciting achievements. Um, more notably, COP26. So can we start with that story and then tell us a bit more? Oh, COP26, that was a... Yeah, obviously, these these occasions come up in the in the in the area, especially that Glasgow seems to host an awful lot of things from the Commonwealth Games and so on, all the way through to links of COP twenty six. We did we played so many different parts of that, from welcoming international dignitaries like the the Indian Prime Minister playing for them, coming and going, and we we work a lot with Citation. They hosted a lot of big dinners where where one of the times uh, I piped in with another piper, we piped in likes of Bill Gates into dinner and certainly had conversations with folk like Al Gore and you know spoke to various other international leaders and so on, which was really quite bizarre, quite strange, but yeah, very interesting time. <laughs> Now tell us a bit about the services. So obviously we've we've only highlighted weddings very very little there, um, and highlighted mm-hmm. more of the overall. So can you tell us more about the services that you offer as a whole as as the business? Yeah, certainly. I mean, the main thing we do at weddings, we play from a menu of options really: arrival of guests for the ceremony, arrival of the bride. Grooms tend to be a wee bit earlier, but sometimes why not make them feel a wee bit special? We'd play for going down the aisle, mm-hmm. piping back up the aisle. Uh, we'd lead the happy couple outside this from the ceremony venue into into doing photos. If it's two venues, obviously we'd have arrival of the guests at the reception and arrival of the wedding party at the reception. And then, in virtually all cases, we'd lead the top table into the dinner and then the married couple through into dinner. Also, I feel I feel like every Scottish wedding really needs to have a piper, even if you do have other music. We do work very well together, so that. There's many other options you can use for other things, such as anything from a recording through to a string quartet, pianists, harpists, DJs, sax, singers. Uh, but the paper, I think, provides an altogether different role than these things. Uh, I mean, I think if you're if you're having both, the bagpiper plays like outside as your guests arrive for the ceremony. And when there's another musician there, we'd stop once the guests are asked to be seated for the ceremony and let the, the other music set the mood inside. Uh, the bagpiper again play for the arrival of the, the bridal party, of, of course there's a bride. Mm. And playing for going down the aisle would suit either instrument. The The pipes are quite loud inside, let's be fair. <laughs> but, but they do, they do kind of highlight the main points for, for kind of short blasts. Uh, but quite often, if you've got other music, likes of a piano or something, then you'd you'd maybe have that for going down the aisle. Uh, during the signing, the other music would be good for that as well, because that can take quite a while, you know, by the time you actually do that and get your photos. And and then the next bit really would be coming back up there. I would normally say I would select the bagpipes for that, because we don't get drowned out by the clapping and cheering. Mm. It kind of goes along with it quite nicely. Uh, and then we'd play as we go outside for the, the photos. At this point, if you do have other music or other musicians, they'd normally, normally relocate at this point. 
and then they would generally carry the, the bulk of the playing during the photos because uh, we've got massive stamina issues. There's no way a paper can stand and play for two hours. <laughs> especially, That's especially amazing lungs if they can. <laughs> they, they do say we're full of hot air. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, and then again, the other, the other musicians wouldn't play, like when they when the photos are done, they'd normally finish and then the paper would, would lead in the top table and the, the happy couple into the top table. But so absolutely, I totally recommend having having both if you can justify the cost because they do fit so very well together. And the way you explain it as well, it is, it's almost like a dance of, of them working together and intermingling. Mm-hmm. And it's, I quite like the way that you've explained that and how they can work together because it's made, it's not something that I had thought of before, um, but it's really quite charming being able to have that balance and different moods throughout the entire day to highlight. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, some points, like sort of the... The, the arrival of the, you know, the, potentially the bride down the aisle, married couple coming back up the aisle and then leading into the top table. These short bits inside, they are loud, but they do highlight the, the, the points. But whereas, you know, the playing in the background during the photos and so on, the bagpipes, I mean, they can be a background instrument, but they need to be quite far away to be a background <laughs> instrument. <laughs> so the most popular request is, can you play far, far away? <laughs> It's terrible. Do you have a favorite um, style of music to complement bagpipes, or a favorite instrument to complement the bagpipes? Well, the, the the kind of easiest kind of traditional one would be like a, a playing with a, a snare drummer, especially you know, a, where you see in the pipe bands, you see snare drummers mm. and tenor drummers and bass drummers. But then if you're not going to have a full pipe band, then then the kind of the snare drummer. It's quite a good accompaniment. I've played along with likes of organists and and various loads of different instruments from guitar, organ, piano, string quartet. One of the things with the tuning with the piper, you need to kind of really make sure that you get the they get the tuning right mm. because we generally work to a slightly different uh, pitch than than other in- instruments do. Amazing. Yeah. So we touched on a few events. Um, in our in our last just recently in our discussion um but can Mm -hmm. you tell me about some more events that you've been at and and how they've impacted you uh well i mean over the years we've we've played at all kinds of events this year we've had the opportunity to play at one of the the real housewives of miami whoa (laughs) uh, i didn't know who she was before i hold my hands up (laughs) Uh, sorry, I uh, hope she's not listening. Uh, but that was that was at the the lovely Ardgown House over over at Inverkip, uh, and yeah, I suppose similar to that, we've appeared on a good few uh, TV shows over the years as well. Uh, I actually got a message this weekend that was on a, a travel show that I did for the BBC again, and that was done. That one was actually done Chinese New Year, so I don't know why it's on at this time of the year, but. Uh, <laughs> Some of these do go on like perpetual repeats. Mm. Uh, I've, especially these type of shows, I've done an antique road show, a couple of kids TV programs, and uh, a hotel documentary as well. So these things just they, they they appear like at six o'clock in the morning, and you know a, a Tuesday every second month. Uh, so and yeah, o- over the years we've worked with a lot of 
famous people as well. I think a million footballers, like <laughs> Alex, Alex Ferguson. I think eh, there was one eh, there was one time I was doing a, a wedding in Mar Hall, and eh, Fifty Cent came up to me and asked me for a photo when I was wearing my full military. Wow, which is a bit normally it should be the other way around. <laughs> Did you get the photo as well, or did he just keep it for himself? <laughs> it ended up uh, there was there was the at the time it was the entertainment journalist for for one of the one of the newspapers was there. Kind of, she knew that he was there. I didn't. And she's like, "Why are you here?" And I said, "Well, I'm here for a wedding." And uh, ended up obviously Fifty Cent was there as well. Mm. So, uh, so. She ended up getting the photo, which ended up in the newspaper. So yeah, I do have it. It's buried up in my attic somewhere, <laughs> along with some, some random, random articles that uh, popped up over the years. So <laughs> that's really, really excited. Um, and you've talked to yeah. quite a few national leaders as well, haven't you? Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that was funny because I listened to the the podcast that you did with Pauline at Citation, uh, and obviously we've done a lot of work for for them there and. Uh, the the dinners they hosted kind of included a lot of national leaders, which is uh, to be honest, it's quite awkward because uh, I was speaking to folk after I finished. You know, someone's coming up and thanking me, uh, and I've, I've absolutely no idea who they were. And then the next person I spoke to was like, "Do you know who that was?" And I'm like, "No, no idea." <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh, it's, it's the leader of some." South American country, it's like just feeling really ignorant. It's like it's someone that's like super important, and you know you didn't know who they were at all. But uh, that that same night, actually, I spoke to Al Gore, uh, who I, I didn't really know that much about. I kind of I knew he's big across the Atlantic, but I spoke to him for about twenty minutes, chatting away. It ended up this was obviously this was through COP twenty six, and he's a big environmentalist. I found out. He, so he was the kind of main delegate from America. I think he was uh, previously the the vice president. And so his his daughter took a picture, and I asked her to take a picture as well. And I put that picture up on my social medias. And then someone else was like, "Oh, that guy next to you, is some multi billionaire that uh, own, owns Salesforce." I'm like, I'm just <laughs> you know, swimming around, and all these people are, that are super super important. And I just you know didn't know. Where they were at all. Well, I knew where some of them were. You know, like you know, you know, Bill Gates is quite quite recognisable. <laughs> you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing because then you're not really cowtailing to them or anything. You're just having a conversation with them as they are, which is probably all they yeah. want, really, isn't it? Is to just be taken like a normal human being. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. Funny we actually came in on on this particular one because I I generally don't ask anyone for photos. Mm. You know, even though if I know them, you know, uh, kind of however much I respect them and so on. Because yeah, you want to treat them as kind of normal people. But it was that point that like Al Gore's daughter was taking a photo anyway, so I was like, can you take one of my phone as well? <laughs> Which I think is really unprofessional, but I think when they're taking a photo of you anyway, it's fair, fair, fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they've got a copy, you should have a copy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, like. So let's come back to the business and the business profile. Um, can you tell mm -hmm. us about the portfolio and, and just a bit more about piping services? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, over the year we've built quite a large uh, portfolio of clients from from mainly venues to, to wedding planners and then also there's there's kind of agencies and event event management companies of all 
types and sizes. Uh, we've been doing likes of the SEC, the Scottish Wedding Show since 2001, and many kind of medium-sized to boutique hotels as well. I'm not sure if there's anyone that spent more days at wedding fairs in the market than myself. <laughs> I think at one stage I was doing 50, 50 days a year. Uh, I, I used to say I was doing more than 50 days a year, which seems impossible, because that would be like one a week, but some of them are two-day events and some of them are like you know Thursday evenings and so on. So, so yeah. I'm still standing by that. Probably not so much now. Probably, probably forty to fifty now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose uh, the the portfolio kind of coming through the the massive backlog of what happened twenty 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 one. I think uh, the numbers of weddings are down forty percent each year. So remembering that about sixty percent of the weddings that did go ahead would probably be the the smaller weddings which might not have the bigger packages and the papers and so on. So we pretty much had to work with over a year's backlog of, of weddings queued to go. So the, the midweek, Monday to Thursday weddings have, have been non-stop. They still are non-stop. It's still every Monday we still got weddings. And, you know, it's, it's November now. You know, it's, it's great. I mean, at the end of the day, we got married on a Wednesday, so the, the more the more weddings in these days, the merrier, the merrier certainly. <laughs> and I, I wonder if that's a trend that won't change, that people have realised that actually it's quite nice to take a few days off during the week to do something like this. Well, certainly, yeah, before, obviously, joining just the turn of the millennium myself, when I started doing this, I certainly feel that most weddings were heavily saturdays and then fridays and sundays but during the the credit crunch of the kind of mid to late noughties i I felt that the the people tried to start saving money venues came out with kind of off-peak deals and so on and the weddings did spread out so our our busiest days were used to be the saturdays kind of pre-credit crunch Uh, certainly we're not as busy on these days Mm. in particular but uh, but now it's more spread out i thought last year would have been our our busiest year ever, but it's now already been surpassed by this year, which I did not think would happen. Kind of hoped in a way it didn't happen because it was really, really busy, but uh, you can't complain, I suppose. But I think a lot of that is down to relationship with venues such as like so the Manor View Group, the Best Western Group, uh, Citation, as I mentioned before, places like New Lanark, Houston House Hotel, Kincaid. Uh, I hope I've not missed anyone there. Get into a lot of trouble, probably. Yeah. Uh, but also we've got uh, in the background we've got amazing Audrey who, who manages our admin spectacularly with couples that are booked or are looking to book. So she keeps us in line and keeps the potential customers as well kind of uh, in 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 the in the clue uh, with the mindset of you know what obviously a, a piper does in the day. I don't think we could have got through this without her. Oh, that's so sweet, and like. Through all of this, I've ever since moving to Scotland, I've loved the sound of bagpipes, and it's really quite a special sound when you're walking down the street and you hear one, or when you're at an event. But for anyone that is unsure, why do you think it's important to have a piper? Why should they book a piper? Well, I think uh, although budgets do vary, we, we charge roughly. 1% of the average cost of a wedding in Scotland. So even if it's a small elopement through to a massive no expenses shared wedding, no expenses spared wedding. <laughs> uh, Maybe not shared as well. <laughs> no, it is anyway. You're giving them dinner. <laughs> uh, 
I I feel it's a, a small price to pay to to sit to set the kind of rich traditional sound. I think uh, setting the tone to welcome, I believe, is worth this alone. Uh, we're normally there though, through to leading into dinner. Uh, going to dinner, it would normally be the the top table, then the happy couple. But sometimes, if it's a nice wee cosy wedding, we get to play everyone into dinner. Why not? You know, at the end of the day, uh, you do you do whatever suits you in your day. Mm. Some yeah. weddings are, are completely massive, though. Uh, we've got a, a rich mixture of cultures in Scotland, and some of them, I believe, traditionally would invite the whole village for a celebration feast, which is phenomenal, especially if you can get uh, get in in that feast. But uh, so, I mean, the, the pipers are not generally an expensive add-on for for the big day. With same with like dinners and graduations. Even we, we do do quite a lot of funerals. I know I don't, don't want to talk about that here today, <laughs> but uh, we do we do play completely different tunes for these things. And uh, I think really over the last 26, 27 years, we've we've really kind of added it on for all events, apart from births, though. Uh, uh, not yet, but um, I, I might speed things up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite interesting, isn't it? Right, you've got to go, you've got to cancel everything else you've got today. You're on hold. Come and pipe my baby into this world. <laughs> well, I suppose if, if there's delays or anything like that, you know, if the folk are sitting there watching their, their watches, then uh, bring in a piper, you know. <laughs> Live it's entertainment scary. for you and the baby. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I think with the yeah, with, with weddings though particularly we can add in extra parts. Like obviously I kinda of mentioned before we we play with snare drummers. That's that's actually been more popular this year and we get more more inquiries in for, for next year as well. So that's quite popular. And some of the some of the Asian weddings we play along with the, the Indian dole drummers, which is which is amazing. If you say it to someone that's not heard it before, mm. like, oh, right, really? Could you do that? Could you do that? But if you say it to someone that's heard it before, like, yes, that's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, so so we add-ons like that, I think, are quite good. Uh, we can also add on regarding the kind of piper on its own bit. We can, we can play for the evening arrivals if folk have got a lot of evening guests. And then... Obviously, we can add in like different outfits, like the full military outfit, or even if you're wanting kind of different colours of kilts, if you want red, blue, green kilts, we can normally kind of match up to that as well. That's amazing. All the way through. Yeah. 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 Well, singing all, all the way through to I was just going to add there. We can we can add, add in like full pipe bands, or even or even a bit of fusion. We've got our our, our bagpipe rock band, uh, Salt Air Beat, as well. Yes, and I want to come on to that next, and then following that, we're going to go into some advice on planning Ooh. and on the day. So let's start with Salt Air Beats. Tell us everything there is to know about this wonderful band. <laughs> I can could never tell you everything there is to know. Not too much for 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 years, but certainly uh, in. 2009, it was uh, founded the Scottish kind of fusion rock, pop, and and dance band Saltire Beat. Uh, we've we've also picked up awards for for weddings, uh, as well as all the way through to playing festivals and overseas uh, and everything in between. We've done like done Celtic festivals in Spain and uh, folk festivals in in Germany, which really. They're not really folk festivals; they're more beer festivals, which is very fun. <laughs> very fun. Uh, I suppose there's been bands over the years that've used the bagpipes, although uh, uh, different music scenes from from here to the other side of the Atlantic 
Uh, I suppose we all kind of aim to do something a little different to each other. At least Solitaire Beat, really, we provide a, a fully live, high-energy blast. And this is normally done kind of after the first dances or even the buffet, uh, where we don't have any vocals, so the pipes kind of play the vocal line. So it's like a great big Scottish karaoke with all types of music, really, I suppose, from the traditional jigs, hornpipes and reels through to vintage rock, pop and some dance. I love that Scottish karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good way to explain it as a genre, even. That's what it says in the film, yeah. Yeah, we might rebrand after this. <laughs> so anyone listening, you can pause right now, go onto YouTube and search Saltar Beats 500 Miles and listen to that cover because I don't think yeah. you'll ever see Scottish karaoke in the same light ever again. <laughs> uh- Glad you mentioned that one because that's a that's actually it's not just listening to that one. That was a, a cracking wee video we did for that one as well. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be playing it on repeat for the next couple of weeks. I think <laughs> it's my new hyperfixation. <laughs> it's it's that good. It <laughs> so let's go into advice and let's start with planning. What advice would mm. you give to couples in their planning stages when they're looking to get a piper on board? Uh, planning. Uh, planning should be a fun time. Uh, I suppose there's you're working together. There's a lot of decisions to be made, uh, so hopefully you can keep it to discussions and nothing, nothing harsher. <laughs> but uh, you've got to work out what's for you, I suppose, and and don't don't overspend and give yourself issues down down the line when you you start off in your married life. Uh, there are there are packages and off peak packages, especially that a lot of venues offer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say I'd say build a spreadsheet, get as much advice as you can. I think uh, I think when you start off in the planning, go to all the shows, go to as many shows as you can, and make sure you get you get the magazine. Magazines are the best for seeing what what venues are on offer and building a concept for your day to start with. One thing I see too often, really, in the kind of main kind of blocks of building a a, a wedding is. For a two venue wedding in the winter and even through into the autumn is people not planning too much time into their day i think it's, it's a huge thing so don't be afraid of going for an earlier time and give yourself an extra hour down the road if you need it and at the end of the day if you, if you don't need that extra hour then you, you've got an extra hour for for mingling and enjoying the day with your guests i think uh, factoring in that people people don't really factor in that even if you arrive on time like if it's if it's a bride and groom if they arrive on time you still need to get out of the car, get yourselves arranged, get some photos with the photographer, speak to the celebrant. This this all does take time, so you need to you need to factor this in. Uh, two venues I see too often. If you're getting married out with the summer, I would I would say get married at midday unless you unless you're not really too bothered about getting photos in in, in daylight mm. because the, the sunlight does fade. Uh, on the other hand, the problem that gives you is you need to feed your guests more, so make sure you get your canopies. And I, I say bacon rolls are underrated. Don't see enough bacon rolls at weddings. And no one ever turns one down. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can get if vegetarians, you can have you can have a potato scone stuff. So there you go. I think a. When it comes to obviously, we, we spend a lot of time at wedding shows. There's we we do give a lot of advice at wedding shows, and when we speak to folk, and when when folk book the paper and so on, we we will kind of help them 
kind of with, with other things. But one of the things that we don't really talk about the shows and so on, the stuff that's just not sexy is things like sort of the 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 legal stuff when you must get things done. Generally, to be honest, I'm not an expert on it, so I won't. But things like that are generally you you'll get some advice from the magazines and obviously your celebrants and so on. They're the ones that will give you the exact. Advice. <laughs> I know the perfect magazine for anyone listening. Do you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? <laughs> it is the the place to be. The place to be. Absolutely. I think a. Another thing in the planning, I think, is probably the most underrated thing at weddings. Uh, having, having been at so many, is childcare. Mm. I think if you've got a lot of kids there, it's great to have kids. I mean, it absolutely, you want them to be there and share your day, but you need to understand that until a certain age, they don't have any idea what's going on. And then even for the older kids, it's a, it's a long day with lots of formalities, lots of talking, and lots of adults drinking wine. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, definitely. If you're going to have kids there, I would certainly kind of yeah, consider having the, the childcare element Absolutely. there. Also, I, I think from my point of view, some people don't because they don't think it's that important. But I think if you can afford it, definitely get a videographer there. They can be expensive, certainly, because a job does take a lot of time and know-how. But for, for my wedding, and yes, it's my wedding. My wife agrees it's my wedding. <laughs> The thing that we look back on most often, even the wee snippets that are uploaded, is the, the, obviously the kind of videos. And yeah, uh, another thing going back to during the ceremonies, I think if you've got recordings and so on, have more songs than you need. Uh, some people just have one song for the signing, but it's never, never ever enough. Two normally isn't. I'd say pick four and then only need two or three and don't sweat it, basically. Always better to be over-prepared than under-prepared, doesn't it? Yeah, especially for a wedding. Yeah, I mean, sometimes if it's one track, then it's like, what you know, if if the venue are putting on that one track, then what do they do? Do they just put it on repeat or do they kind of decide your playlist for you? No, go go too far, go long, way more than you need. Just and don't don't spend too much time. Just four songs that that kind of suit you, and then and then you can just. You know, at the end of the day, if you only need to, because but you've got to sign the sign the sign the register, and then after that, you'll generally have photos and so on. Sometimes it might be the two of you, and then a couple of small groups. So yeah, have, go along with that one. Go along with that one. Another one, though, I I, I really love, uh, and I've only seen a couple of times in the thousands of weddings I've been at, is the, the table plan having it sorted into alphabetical order. That is such a good idea. It's, it's so simple, it's so basic, but so, sometimes, I mean, I can be standing there watching, you know, if, if it's a big wedding, you know, 200 guests going into a room, and if there's one table plan, it, it, it can take forever, mm. for, certainly from my point, it was like watching paint dry, watching all <laughs> filter through. But if it's, if it's in alphabetical, alphabetical order, it's like two seconds, Marlene, table three, go, you know, instead of cutting around. Mm-hmm. So obviously you guys are suppliers, um, but what advice would you give to couples generally when it comes to finding the right supplier for themselves and, of course, choosing you as the best pipe band in Scotland? Well, yeah, that, that's the, the best place to start off is choosing <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, but I think I think when it comes to suppliers, I, I, I wholeheartedly recommend getting recommendations. Mm. Uh, especially from people you know you can trust like 
especially from yourself, so your Scottish wedding and venue recommendations. If there's if, if there's a great supplier at a friend's wedding, use them, I say, especially for pipers. An out-of-tune piper is, is a really big issue. Mm. Venues, videographers, photographers and car companies will tell you countless stories about having shocking pipers on, on, on the day with them. Venues do find it very hard to work with this you know if, if a piper can't get his pipes going then it's really really difficult for them to work with so they'll probably quite happily recommend either a, a piping company or a solo bag piper that will, that will see you right on your day i see uh, on facebook people recommending suppliers just because they recommend each other so so make sure you do your own homework and check reviews certainly for everything and articles whether it be positive or negative and kind of guide yourself a wee bit there so all of this advice is amazing. Is this what you learned from experience or from your own wedding? Uh, well, my wedding, uh, we had we had salt our beat in our wedding. <laughs> I say my wedding. Uh, alongside, we had our, our band in the evening, Sneaky Chico. But uh, but yeah, when I say my wedding, it's, even even my wife Natalie still terms it as my wedding. I think I might have been a bit of a, a groomzilla in the planning. <laughs> That's quite a refreshing yeah. take. So a man coming up and saying it was definitely my wedding, mine and only mine. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw uh, one of these kind of welcome boards uh, the weekend. There it was. I can't remember the names, but uh, it was Jane's wedding with also featuring Sam. That was more the way around. It was Ian's wedding, also featuring Natalie. Uh, I've never seen it that way around for a a groom yet, but um, I'm sure sure it'll come. So grooms listening, take your chance. Be more like Ian. Make it your wedding. (laughs) Make it your wedding. That's it. As she, she, funnily enough, uh, she, she drew the line at bring your own bottle. I was, I was quite, <laughs> quite up for that. Line. He's like, but people will die. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, I actually met my wife Natalie at the, the wedding shows working for Rita Fashions. That's uh, how committed we all are in this industry. <laughs> it's our life. But, uh, and... Yeah, we got we got married in a hotel garden over in Arden way back in twenty sixteen, ages ago. And they we had the reception in the village hall. But yeah, we ended up having to get the the local hotel to provide the bar in the village hall because yeah, my, my bring your own bottle idea was not going down at all. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I felt partly about the, the wedding that a hotel wedding, obviously ninety five percent of weddings are hotel weddings. Uh, I just felt like that would be a wee bit too much like work for me. Uh, so, so we went. Uh, it was a a beer garden in a village hall. It was lovely. Uh, it sounds very that's, cozy that's one thing and I, uncomfortable, actually. It was. It was. It was brilliant. It's absolutely. Can I say this on a, on a wedding podcast? That is the best wedding I've ever been. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> we cater for all kinds of weddings. <laughs> Insulted three thousand people that have also been at their weddings. <laughs> Sorry, six thousand. There's two people at each wedding. Uh, so, but uh, those two venues—that's one thing actually. A piper can do really well is leading from one venue to another if it's not too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played at a wedding uh, a year and a bit ago now, leading from Glasgow Uni to Ormore, which is actually, to be fair, it's quite far. But uh, there's one this year I did from Montrose Street Registry Office to Arta, both in Glasgow, and that's actually 
that's just a couple of corners away, which works out quite well. It does make you but, think of the Pied Piper a little bit, doesn't it? Leading people away. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, might, I might have used that line uh, a couple of thousand times. <laughs> <in my time. laughs> Pied Piper, follow me. Go on. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really good, the fact that the pipes are so glaringly obvious. It's like, like where are we going? Uh, that, follow, the, follow the noise. <laughs> Uh, I think, to be honest, what one of the fantastic things about getting married in Scotland and having the pipes is you can you can get married anywhere. You know, whether it's on a beach, up a mountain, on a small island, you can you can really can get married anywhere. And we we can also play anywhere. You know, we don't we don't need plugged in. We just go. Mm. <laughs> and that is something that so comes I'm, up over and over again. That Scotland is this place where literally throw something on a map and you can get married in that spot even if it's in the middle of a loch, as long as no one's drowning. like It's, it's quite fantastic yeah. that you really can't get married anywhere that you want in this country. It's, 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 not, the, it's not the point and place that's important. Mm. You know, it's, it's the people that are important. And at the end of the day, then, uh, you know, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're privileged here for that. I think Aaron was was great for the wedding but i would say if, if you're planning on getting married outside in scotland you have to have a good backup plan <laughs> just for the weather uh, we fortunately had a cracking day but even even likes of the wind can make it difficult mm. you know things can get blown over they can make it really hard to hear a ceremony over the wind and in our, our wedding case we had with the waves in the background which is lovely uh, so yeah absolutely uh, it's, the, it's definitely the place to get married if there's folk listening from from over the seas or over the over the borders, then come here, get married. We'll get a paper for you at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we we also had, I'd say, kind of for suppliers wise, we we had we had an ice cream cart with alcoholic slushies at a wedding. Ooh, uh, now that's a wedding. dangerous combination that I enjoy uh, thoroughly. <laughs> honestly, don't even worry about what time of the year it is. That is. <laughs> 365 days a year. I mean, you can't say uh, we're not going to have ice cream because we're getting married in February. It's like, well, why not? Ice cream heats you up. You're <laughs> like, meant to eat cold things when it's cold outside. <laughs> every day's a school day. There you go. So uh, we should we should start getting commissioned for these things. Definitely. <laughs> the other thing we had, which is totally folk would didn't think would work, is. Because it, it was the, it was the second longest day of the year we got married, uh, we we actually had fireworks. So the the sky was quite bright, but you do get special fireworks for brighter nights, which is totally amazing. Mm. You know, you have thought about it. You know, you think fireworks would be November, but we had fireworks. You know, the day was the day after the summer solstice, so it was the second longest day of the mm. year, and yeah, fireworks. It's amazing, absolutely. Another thing I would say that, obviously, I think we touched on before was the. A lot of people kind of won't have a videographer, but I think I think they're invaluable. Uh, and for music-wise, obviously we had we had papers there. We had quite a few papers there, uh, as you'd expect. But we also had the uh, for our ceremony, we had an acoustic guitar and singer, uh, the 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 legend of Sneaky Cheekle that is Dugsy. Uh, certainly, uh, we, had, we had so many lovely things in our day. Uh, I suppose being in the industry and also. That year it was, a, it was on a Wednesday as well. You get you get the pick of everything. Uh, we were actually meant to have a bouncy castle. When it was one of the few things that Natalie wanted, <laughs> or was allowed. 
So he ended up by the marquee that we specifically ordered to fit the bouncy castle for the, during the turnaround. So we'd have everyone in the, this marquee with the bouncy castle, but it ended up the the marquee was too small, so we didn't get the bouncy castle. Oh no! I think like we need to let our inner childs out more. Bouncy castle would have been fantastic. Please tell me you got it for the for one year anniversary. You got her a bouncy castle to jump on. Well, we, we, we did get a bouncy castle. Oh, we've, we've had a number of bouncy castles. I think that's a that's a story of uh, things that happened during COVID. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll not, not leave it on uh, backup plans, yeah. So we, 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 we happen to, we no longer do, but we happen to uh, end up acquiring a bouncy castle or um, 12 <laughs> uh, during COVID. We, we thought well, what, we didn't think there, there, there's a lot of things we, we couldn't rely on coming back where we didn't know how weddings were going to go we didn't know how certainly our tourist work was going to go and yeah, yeah so we did yeah her love of bouncy castles was continued although we didn't have one at the wedding so you've done all this planning you think everything is going to go swimmingly hmm. what actually happens yeah well yeah some things don't happen like bouncy castles <laughs> yeah. it's really important it's, it's really important that a Virtually every wedding, something will go wrong. You know, sometimes it's insignificant, sometimes it's not. But really, whenever it happens, just carry on regardless. Don't let it hamper your day. There are so many bit parts and so many people that if, if you're not just eloping, just the two of you, then expect that you'll have a hitch or two, I suppose, when you're getting hitched. Mm. Uh, another thing I'd, I'd like to mention that really should be talked about is nerves. Mm. 99% of people will get nervous. It's fine. It's natural. You're getting married and it's important, you know. So during the day, you are, you are the focus of the day of the cameras and the eyes. And that, this is this is all really a good thing. You know, some people are fine walking down the aisle, but most people, most people get nervous. I mean, I do public speaking and, you know, I think that most people have played in front of solo is 14,000, but... So when things are important to you, you, you'll probably get some nervous. So just expect it and live in the moment. Everyone's there for you. We're all on the same team. Whether you're walking down the aisle or, or standing doing a speech for the for a few of the gentlemen, eh, especially, you, know, you are actually living your best life in that moment. So love it, soak it in, embrace the fear. And, you know, some of us, you might find actually thrive on it, you know. I, I even had a, I recall having a, a conversation, kind of pep talk with a TV presenter just before going into stage at a, a conference down in London. And they were pacing back and forth as it was out with their comfort zone, going in front of a, a lot of very influential, influential people instead of being in a, a studio with cameras, they're standing up talking live. But you, you're at the end of the day, you're here because you're the person that effectively fate determined should be here at the time so just go and be you because it is you mm. truth be told virtually everyone the really the the worst bit is just before you start and once you once you once you go just flow you know we're all here sending you good vibes that's fantastic yeah. advice it really really is especially if you put <laughs> that in your mindset of everyone is there to cheer you on no one is there to sabotage you just enjoy it and go for it and focus on the positive Mm. I think on the day as well, I mean, I think it's always kind of good for, for us to kind of be helpful as well and be an extra a set of hands. So 
whether it be like kind of giving the, the pep talks or whatever. I mean, the things that I've done, like, I mean, even like if it's a, a church wedding, a, when, when you're, if you're getting married in a church, there aren't wedding venue staff there where you're used to doing things like sort of fixing the, the bridal train, you know, on the, on the, on the bridal dress. So the amount of times you've actually seen the piper kind of I'll probably be in a few videos with <laughs> one hand in the set of pipes and straightening up the dress for the, the bride going down the aisle. Uh, so there's lots of things that we kind of like to kind of help with them from like if the ceremony is in the hotel, then, you know, if it starts a wee bit late, you know, and they're trying to catch up time, then lend a bit of hand, turning the, turning the room around an extra pair of hands means I actually get, get finished in time. Never mind you getting your dinner yeah. on time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, certainly Problem solving, you know, kind of various other things. We kind of, I, virtually every wedding, I'll, maybe half the weddings I do, I'll, I'll probably lend a hand and round and guess up to get them out for like a group photo. I think, uh, shouting, the, the quicker you get out, the quicker you get back in for a drink, uh, it's probably the exact same words I use <laughs> every, second, every second wedding I'm at. Because especially when it's colder outside, you know, the bride and groom are out there and people are like, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's like, go, just go. You go out and then everyone else is out for less time, get back in and so on. So I suppose on that, I do perform the master of ceremonies roles. We, we do that. There's a few of the, the papers do that. A couple of the papers we use regularly are actually uh, proper toastmasters. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I haven't done the, the, the role of that, but certainly I can fulfil the role that the, you know, like, so we got married in a village hall. Uh, there's no venue staff. Sometimes, like, if it's a, a, a like a hall or something like that, I'll end up announcing in the, the top table and doing all that kind of stuff as well. A jack of all trades. Um, yeah, you're just there. And that's the thing with people that are, people that are professionally experienced, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be the piper or the, the photographer or the videographer, you know, the people that are there in the background, they can, see you know what needs done and you know if the end of the day if, if something's been missed you know if something's happened when people aren't don't have an eye over it then obviously we, we just can fill the gaps that's all part and parcel of, of using suppliers that are recommended mm. and experienced yeah. and so on there's a reason that people get recommended you know one of the things i do virtually every single wedding is doing the kind of final uniform check mm. like adjusting kilts plaid sparring shoes buttonholes I'd always actually even carry spares, like dress pins for the buttonholes. I've got a wee sheath of dress pins in my, my pocket and my jacket, just in case, you know, carry cufflinks as well, bow ties, ties, spares, basically. <laughs> so not <laughs> only are you carrying a giant bagpipe, you're also carrying hmm. supplies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Any, if if you see me at a wedding at any point and it's like, oh, do you have a dress pin? I'll have a dress pin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they have the sparring. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, that's the thing. There's only so much the sparring fit. So if, if you need a if you need a bow tie or a set of cufflinks, then I'll, I'll need to go to my car for that. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's, um, yeah, you, you see these things. To be honest, anything if. When I started doing this, if I was doing a wedding like in Aberdeen or something like that, or or going down to Newcastle or something with a bit of a drive, I might uh, go in my my jeans and so on and get ready there. And it's the, the one thing that I think a couple of occasions I forgot was my cufflinks. Mm. It's like you know, you can, everything else is really obvious, and it's like oh, cufflinks. So I've used, I've improvised and used like paper clips, but now I've got I've I've got a, a set of cufflinks in my car. I've got a set of cufflinks in my 
my pipe bag uh, and uh, so the main things <laughs> I, I always carry especially it's funny i always have my least favorite set of cufflinks <laughs> just uh, it's like there you go just keep them yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah kind of turns 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 them over quite well so you can tell me a bit more about your passion for piping what is it that you love about this job ah well i suppose my, my passion i suppose is in entertaining. I mean, I'm uh, generally not not really too shy in standing in front of a crowd and making a noise, whether that's speaking or I do like the dress of the haggis and things like that as well, almost the kind of toastmasting. So, so yeah, enjoy enjoy entertaining and uh, yeah, kind of effectively looking after people that way. And yeah, the piping has really kind of allowed me to do that since I started learning. Uh, I mean, we we provide pipers going abroad. I've travelled a lot uh, over the years, especially before having a family. Mm. Uh, we love this actually. See, for weddings, it can actually be quite cost effective so long as the flights aren't too expensive. Uh, I mean, since 1996, I've done uh, weddings in Cyprus, Latvia, Poland, Ibiza. That was fun. <laughs> America, plenty in England, uh, Ireland. And yeah, the, the, I think the one that kind of stands out for me is I had, I had one in the, the Greek islands uh, in an island called Eos. I ended up, uh, ended up out there for a week. Wow. Uh, wow. The kind of busman's holiday. And uh, I spent a week traveling around Tuscany after a wedding. I, I would say, truth be told, I'd probably go to Italy just for the food. If it, so <laughs> if anyone's getting married in, in Sicily, I might, I might do it for free. <laughs> Probably would actually. You've heard it here, guys. This is the official offer. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get your free piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the fee for flights, transfers, and accommodation. And yeah, as I say, sometimes the one I did in Tuscany it ended up the there was there's cheap flights up there out there, so it was only like forty fifty pounds for the flights, and then the, the accommodation was was a. You know, it was like forty euros a night for a wee one bedroom, and then. A wee bit on top of that, and I ended up probably costing about this is a few years ago, but it probably cost them about three hundred pounds to have a piper out in Tuscany. Wow. And then I just, I just spent the, I just, I, I didn't even have anywhere booked. My return flight was like a week down the line. I just got got left down to the train station and got trains around around Tuscany. Lovely, lovely part of the world. That sounds very I would say good. Sicily for yeah, the food in Italy altogether is just it's crazy. Crazy good, but uh, I mean, piping's taken us many places. I think over and above weddings, we've we've travelled to the far east and Australia. But I think like probably the most unusual place. I mean, it's a lovely place. Uh, it's Kazakhstan. We were over there playing for a hotel opening. It was a, a hotel next to somewhere they they were kind of bringing up a lot of oil at the Caspian Sea. And Basically, it's a British theme hotel, but one floor with the bar and so on was Scottish theme. So they, were, they needed two pipers. So my dad and I went over to Kazakhstan. That was that was crazy. That sounds I think very my first special. Ever... Yeah, it was. It was, it was brilliant. It took, took forever to get there, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was great. Uh, and I've been. I think my first ever trip was to the Isle of Man. Uh, I know it's not exactly too far, but that was a uh, training a pipe band when I was 14. But I really do love love my job, whether it's weddings, any type of the gig anywhere in the world, really. Absolutely. What's, what's not to love? What's not to love? So for anyone listening that is as enthralled in this as I am and planning to contact you, 
for having Piping Services Scotland as part of their big event, wedding or otherwise. How do they get in Mm -hmm. touch with you? I suppose the easiest way really would be you can drop us an email at info at pipingservices.com or you can do the web inquiry on the the website, which is www.pipingservices.com or give us a wee call. The number's on there, but it's 0141 is our central kind of number. But if there's nobody there, it'll forward over onto a mobile. And certainly, yeah, uh, check out the website, uh, socials for piping services and... And, uh, you know, obviously the Salt Beat link we, we talked about earlier uh, and we can help you get all your kind of Scottish needs put together. And the awesome Audrey will make sure that we get a quote over to you nice and prompt. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much for joining us today, introducing us to Scottish karaoke and telling us everything that <laughs> we need to know when it comes to getting a piper on board. Fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've enjoyed it and uh, certainly lovely speaking to you, Marlene. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get all these braids and grooms all sorted for their weddings. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially the one in Sicily. Yeah, it... You're out there somewhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, just, just the food. Absolutely. it from us on let's talk weddings with your scottish wedding don't forget to listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and if you'd like to be featured on next week's story get in touch with sales at your scottish wedding.co.uk